What's up, you guys? This is your girl, Jermaine. And I'm Jessica. And we are Ascended Queens. Welcome back. Jessica's obviously back up on her bullshit, her <laughs> usual. <laughs> Jermaine's over here with her sexy voice. I tried to turn it on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I noticed. She was I've been like, feeling myself. I see. She's like, it's your girl, Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be like you. You know what I mean? You stay hey, bringing it. I came. You know what I did? I came with the whole, like, you know, I dropped a little, at the end of that. <laughs> Just gave him a little something for the week. Keep him going. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good. How you been doing? I have been great, honestly. Um, yeah, I don't like I said, I've been feeling myself. I don't know what it is. Maybe the sun is out. I know spring mm. is around the corner. Spring is my season. That bitch was born in the spring. You know? Yes, I do know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also know spring is in the air because it's been fucking with my allergies. I was like, Right. COVID, Girl. is that you? Or is that my allergies? <laughs> Girl, that was all week last week, just itching nosing and <laughs> Girl, I was like, is that the landscaper outside just tearing up the grass and, you know, blowing it all around, blowing it all around the the place. And girl, I was like, I don't need none of this right now. Masking and parading around is nothing else. Girl, (laughs) I'm actually happy I get COVID tested at least once a week for work. So at least I know that, like, my paranoia, I can put my paranoia to rest. Right. So t- let's talk about it, because I haven't. Like, are you doing a variation of tests? Are you doing this the nose swab thing, blood test? Like, wh- which one are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So blood test is mainly for, like, the antibodies. Um, and that's, like, to see if you've had it, you know? Um, and so pretty much all of the tests I have are the nose tests. I think that's how they do all of them. They just process it all differently. Um, and so, yeah, I've had a bunch of nose tests. Actually, this week, uh, I've already had two. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I have, one, yeah, I have one more to go on Friday uh, for next week's work. It's it's wild. It's wild. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. I'm used to it at this point. I feel like. My nose is not a virgin anymore. She's she's primed and ready to go. Just shove it up in there. I feel like it's kind of like a nose pap smear. <laughs> Girl, dead ass. Dead ass. And then I get I get mad like actually <laughs> earlier this week when I took my test. Like they lately, for whatever reason, some of them have been having like these big looking nose swab things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to put that? Not up my nose. Ooh. I feel like, see, this yeah. is why, you know, some of these are created by men, right? You know that they're over there just like, ooh, this would be a for cool sure. little toy. You know, people have little fetishes or foot fetishes. These motherfuckers created a nose swab with like a nasal <laughs> fetish. Like, yeah, get that thing up in there. Girl. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Oh my, y'all! My mind just went. 
All the way, way left. left. <laughs> way left. My Uber is waiting outside to carry me away. Outside. It is ready to go. <laughs> Your time is up. Oh, my God. Time's up. Oh, that? Man. I don't know. that? I mean, you know. Yeah, only you, girl. <laughs> Wait. Okay. But look, I'm not even going to bust out which brother of mine <laughs> this is that has this weird. And this is not a sexual fetish, but it's a weird it's a, I don't want to say weird, but it's a very interesting thing that he's been liking to watch that I guess other people are okay. watching. He likes to watch these videos of people. Po- yes! Temple poppers? Yeah, me okay. too. I love okay. it. I love it so much. I miss my, I think I miss my calling in life. Like, yes. I, You're one of those. Yeah. I love it. I mm-hmm. feel like B- that's big time. Start- I love watching the pimples okay. being popped okay. or the blackheads okay. being extracted okay. like oh so good this is why they're gonna add <laughs> another letter to the lgbtq ia no you know what i mean it's gonna but be see, that's not in that is not in the spectrum of us okay but they be i'm sorry that don't is throw- not in the spectrum of us all the time i don't even know all the letters anymore i can't i could <laughs> abracadabra don't throw that in there well Everything it might ever. be in there though. We don't. All I'm telling you is, do we She's, really know? Because all the letters mean I don't. One of them could be yes, lesbian, bisexual, okay. t- trans, uh-huh. que- queer, queer, uh-huh. I intersex. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I intersex, think A is asexual, and then asexual. I don't really understand what that has to do with our community, but. Hey, look, we're, we're, look, we're welcoming. So if you want to come up in here, fuck it. Throw, you know what? Fine. I'm not even going to be like, I'm not even going to be like that. Throw, throw another letter on there. I feel like after a while though, like if you, once you start to get like towards half of the alphabet, I feel like we should just stop (laughs) identifying as anything. Like we should just be like, you know, like once you're like, humans, just I'm human. human. Like I'm (laughs) non-binary, pansexual, non-monogamous, monogamous. I am like, how about I'm just <laughs> me? Like, I'm just a human, supposedly. Like, well, that's how it should be. Right. I don't understand why we need to identify ourselves as anything. Like, yes, I feel like labeling has been such a thing over the last, I don't know, several decades or whatever, so that it gives you a place to belong. Right. But realistically speaking, you're a motherfucking human. I'm a fucking human. We're all humans. Let's just love each other. Let's do that shit first <laughs> before we start labeling each other to continue to keep us separate. You know what I mean? I mean, you're even Stuff separating yourself. You're like, man, so this arm, okay, <laughs> identifies as, you know what I mean? Which, um, you know, I'm, I'm just clowning around. God bless everybody. If you want to identify, great. But honestly, I do, my personal opinion, just being real, because this is a, a truth telling mm-hmm. show, I feel like it's too much. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. I feel like it's too much. I feel like it is, what is the word? It's, it's, um, I feel like it's minimizing almost like, uh, you know, the mm. actual just LGBT community. Like, I, I feel like it is adding, but the more we add, I feel like the less respect we're getting. Like, I just feel like, like, it literally is allowing people to be like, well, yeah, now they're going to have, um, pedophiles on this thing and blah blah like it's like they, which we no. are not like we are saying is you know absolutely 100%. that would actually outrage me because i feel like obviously 
Um, it has been a huge stigma within right. the, the church community that they love to throw on queer people or gay people or lesbians or whatever. Like they throw in that adage of like, oh, or trans. It's like, oh, well, we can't have them in the same bathroom because what is that going to do with our kids? Or, and I'm like, well, what the hell do you think? Just because I prefer women doesn't mean I want a child. And like a lot of these pastors <laughs> and priests. Oh, right. Oh, she. (laughs) You went there, but let's be real. That shit's being real. You know what I mean? Like you're the first one preaching and saying that this is wrong and this is blah blah. blah. But look Mm. at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of that has to do with uh, power, control, manipulation, and people getting off on things like that. And it's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? So how could you even add that on people who just love differently than you? Like I love another woman but how does that make me disgusting you want to be with a child you know I'm with another consenting adult who says I love you too and this is amazing so how does that make me wrong let it be known <laughs> let it be known. I mean now you know yeah the, the pimple blackhead popping and- thing that may make you wrong and you know but not <laughs> like another girl let's keep it real right well, actually, I was going to say this. So before, when the Bible was actually translated, before it was actually translated into English, that was the first time that the the whole verbiage of homosexuality was introduced mm. into the Bible. It wasn't in there before. Wow. If you actually take it back to like the Latin version and the version you know, other, other languages and stuff. Um, it wasn't in there and (laughs) it wasn't in there in that context. Right. In that context. Yeah. And I mean, let's look at the English language because it's a very new language. It's, it's a hybrid Mm -hmm. language and also, and a lot of, yeah, we got triple, we got one word that has triple meanings. Were, were here, here, like, come on. Other languages, it is or it is. Also, too, you read something and you're like, what the fuck does that even say through? Mm. Like, why? What, what's the O in there for? Just and lazy. Just, just lazy. We're like, you know, we're going to say one, <laughs> we're going to use one word, spell it differently, and give it three or four different meanings. Right. <laughs> Girl. Wild. But then they want to sit up here and act like they can't pronounce German. <laughs> Bitch, you better learn German. That shit's phonetically spelled. <laughs> How are you confused about my name, but you can say oh, through? Oh, man. Bitch. We are some fool. I've had people say, uh, Jerrica? I'm like, it's Jessica. It's one of the most popular names in the Jerica. world. Jerrica? How did you get that? How did I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. I can't. I'm done. I don't want to talk I about can't. it. I can't. I'm done. It's okay. I get Jerome too. So <laughs> and I don't I don't ass, I don't watch your mouth. Right. I don't I don't even understand where you see that. Like you see my name. It literally is phonetically spelled. That's just German. straight disrespecting though. I if they said if they said Germain, <laughs> right, right, I can right. understand that. And I wouldn't even be mad at you for saying Germain only because there's a G there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even be mad at you. Just right. it's fine. But Jerome? Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> if y'all could see my face, I'm literally looking around this room like oh, the hell. Lord. Wild. Like not even trying. But mm-mm. So how have you been doing, Jessica? I mean, I've been pretty good. 
um enjoyed our our laughter because laughter is just i know we totally went off on a whole we really game. did and i was class clown in high school so i'm over here just i love clowning <laughs> love clowning around love being lighthearted. like i feel like it just keeps me yes. useful like i'm an idiot you know like yeah. my little nieces i am constantly joking and kind of being lighthearted. so i've been doing good though i've been stuck let me tell you people I am going to admit this because this is the truth telling show. Oh, I have been stuck watching Jenny Rivera's story on Netflix. And I don't speak Spanish at all. And it is in all <laughs> Spanish. And I love so it. I've been a subtitle reading fool. So I might be on here fully fluent in Spanish the next the next show yeah. because next I am episode. Stuck. I love yeah. it um but good show and yeah i've been chilling i've just been holding space per usual and adjusting trying to you know have little uh breaks on the weekend as much as i can and be near the water as much as i can and um as yes. we know i think you know we got a chance to see each other from somewhat of a distance this weekend and you know I'm, mm-hmm. i feel like the tides are definitely uh shifting and I'm not saying that. There's a lot of hope yeah, in there. Yeah, it's icy yeah. season. It's my season. And so maybe that's why I'm a little excited. But no, I definitely feel like the weight <laughs> has been lifted. Pisces, tide, lifted. And I feel like I'm excited. And I'm excited for my life. I think some things are, are happening and moving that I feel like I've always wanted that I'm allowing myself to have. And yeah, I'm excited for myself, for you, humanity. That's where I'm at. I love it. How about yourself? Great. Like I said, I've just been feeling yes, myself, you yeah. know, um, I need to actually go to the beach. I haven't been to the beach in a long time. It's funny. You just said that. And I was like, dang, I have not been to the beach or sat. I mean, I've hiked near the beach. I've done that. Um, but I haven't like actually gone and sat on the beach in the sand, put my toes in the water or anything like that in a really long time. So I think I'm gonna need to do that. I might do that this yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, I've been really good working still, which is great. Um, I I just have nothing to complain Mm. about. I literally was in the shower this morning and I was like, man, you know, (laughs) this last year was hard as fuck. And it was hard as fuck, not just on me, but everybody, like everybody in this entire world has been completely and utterly hard for, because it's like, we've all been inconvenienced in some way, even if it's like the pandemic didn't necessarily hit you hard. You've been inconvenienced. You know, you can't travel. You got to wear these fucking uncomfortable yeah. ass masks. Like, we've all been inconvenienced. And it's also hit a lot of us in a really rough way, too. But it's like we still were here and we have so much to be mm. thankful for, you know? And I am definitely somebody that tries to look on the bright side of things as much as I possibly can. But, um, you know, it's just, I, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful I have breath in my body and that it just, I'm able to breathe. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I, I I don't know. Life is never easy. But the thing is, is that I I feel like I always say this life never promised that it was going to be easy, but it did promise you that it was going to be worth it. You know? I love that you said, because I think that gratitude is such a, it should be a more prevalent word that we use more often because it's such a high vibrational Mm -hmm. word. Like people have to understand that there, there are certain words that are literally encoded to be 
uh, high vibrational or low vibrational. And sometimes we ourselves, mm-hmm. um, depending on if it's a trigger word for us, will make it higher or lower. And so for me, the word gratitude, thankfulness, certain words just make you smile. It could be even your, your child's name or whatever. And I think right now, we all have to remember and bring to the forefront those words or those energies or those thoughts or those memories that make us smile right. because we are bombarded with other, you know, unprecedented things that are happening out in the world externally. But that's one thing that we right. can, um, that we can't control is gratitude. And even if you can't be gratitude for all, and be in gratitude for all of life, and I understand mm-hmm. that right now because we're collectively going, th- going through some shit, you know, you can be yeah. in gratitude for like Jermaine said, the fact that you're still alive or, you know, that you have, you know, a friend to talk to or that you have little food to eat, you know, whatever it is. Right. But, you know, try to find something if you can. And that will literally rewire and readjust your energy. Yes. Even in its simplest form is so powerful. Like I actually saw this thing and I, I loved it, but then I was like, I don't even want this. I just think that being in gratitude is just such a beautiful place mm. to be. It's such a an amazing space to be. But I saw this thing that said, uh, when in gratitude, that you're signaling to the universe, uh, the universe that you're ready for the unimaginable. Mm. And I was like, I think that's awesome. Like, obviously, like, yes, when you're in gratitude, that means like you're ready for more, like you're ready to manifest more things. But I'm like, I don't even need more things. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really don't. Like, I am so fucking thankful for the shit that I have. Like, it's wild. Like, we we think we need and want more stuff. But realistically speaking, if we just simplify our life, not even just like with our things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about just simplify things down to the fact that like, dude, I just ate. Right. And I'm I'm thankful for that. And that meal that I just had was so good. I had some Burmese food. I don't know if anybody out there has ever had Burmese food. Nope. But wow. (laughs) I don't, I don't, this restaurant that I've had here is, I'm in San Francisco right now, y'all, just by the way. Um, And there's this restaurant, it's called, I don't, there's a few Burmese restaurants here, but the one that I love the best is called Burma Love. Mm. And I don't know. Like I literally was eating this food. And when I tell you, I like that was like some dead ass gratitude. Like it tasted so fucking good. Yes. <laughs> Do y'all ever just have something to eat and you're just like, mmm. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I I don't know if you were being nasty. You probably were, but I'm just Unintended. saying. <laughs> right. Um, to bring it back to not being nasty, like literally the flavors, like there was like this coconut rice and like this garlic, it was like roasted garlic broccoli. Mm. It was just oh, so good. And there was these like noodles and there was like ginger and garlic and it was spicy. Ooh, all the things I love. All right, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally, I'm still, I ate already. I'm full. But I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> it's like that. I love it. And it kind you know what? First of all, I'm gonna definitely have to visit the next time I go to San Francisco, which probably won't be anytime soon, yeah. but I hope so. <laughs> um, but that actually segues us into some of what we want to talk about with 
yeah. an honest conversation where we're going to be very, mm-hmm. you know, just free with it um, about self love and self. I mean, as if we right. aren't always exactly. Free with it. <laughs> Um, but that was, that's kind of, you know, you doing that and something that you love, no matter how often, how many times you've been there for work. And I'm sure you frequented that place many times because it brings you joy. You yeah. like, right? Like it does. That's some self-love. Yeah. That's some self-care, isn't that? It is. That's also too, like, if y'all go on my Instagram, if y'all ever follow me on Instagram, y'all know Jermaine stays in the bath. Okay. I mean, this hotel that I'm in right now, they don't have bathtubs. So it's okay. I just take a quick shower and then, you know, I'm good. But girl, at home, <laughs> I stay in the bathtub. I love a bath. Bath is like Jermaine's zen space to bring her energy back. Like I could literally fix the world's mm. problems with the bath. <laughs> For real. Like I could be going the root it. And when I tell you I get in the bath, it just because also to... I will say this in a magical sense, water is such a huge conduit and it's a huge conduit for so many reasons. Our bodies are made up of, I don't, what is the, I don't know the percentage. It's like 80% water or something like that or 90% water. I don't know. A lot of water. That's why you need to drink a lot of water. Like even just to break it down simply, like, like even for myself, I drink a lot of water. I haven't been on my gallon lately, like, but I drink close to a gallon of water every single day. And um, it just feels so good. Like your cells need water to flourish and function well. Your blood needs the water. Um, the, your lymphatic tissue, your skin, your hair, everything in your body needs water to flourish, Right. And so also water is like a huge conduit for like magic. So like a lot of times like to to like amplify things, to make things more powerful, you can like put a candle in water or you can even like, you know, um, some people will even say if you, you know, speak powerful things into Mm -hmm. your water and you drink it, it literally helps you to like manifest those things. I don't know. I think is it is it. What is his name? It's like Yashimoto. It was a doctor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was Yamamoto, but then I was like, no, that's. I like, think it's Yashimoto, but what's yeah? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, yeah. So it was Doctor Yashimoto or Yam, whatever his name is, Yamamoto. I'm so sorry, y'all. I wish I could look this up and just tell you his correct name because you know I don't like mis mispronouncing or miss saying people's names. Um. But he did that study where he basically said all these mean, bad, negative, hateful, ugly words to one thing of water. And then, or was it water? Was it like ice? Uh, I think I I think it was water and then he froze it. And then basically, and then he said, okay, so it was like, and then the other side was like, he said all these beautiful, like, I love you. You're beautiful. You know, you're powerful, whatever. You're magical. I don't know what all the words he said, but. He said all these amazing things to that another thing of water and literally froze it. And so he, then he put it under a microscope and looked at it. The, the words with all the negative words, like the hateful words, like I hate you and this and that and the other, it looked like black and, murky and gross and like, yeah. And just like 
crazy looking. And then with the water, it was like crystals and it was beautiful. And there were like rainbows and things in there and all this stuff. I don't know if I'm just like adding extras on this story, probably. It was like, it looked like <laughs> but, the water with the positive words like, looked like snowflakes and ge- yeah. geometrically sound, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like, and not only is water a powerful too but obviously so are your words you know and so even in terms of talking about self-love it's really important that you speak life and love into yourself like so I guess here this leads me to a question when did you Jessica start taking self-love or like loving yourself and caring for yourself seriously Mm. in your life you know what? I feel like I, to an extent, am still expressing that. I love myself to the utmost. Um, it, it never, never stops. stops. Right. <laughs> but like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm a Pisces. I feel like people like to try me. I'm just, we're keeping it real. So for me, it's been setting really strong boundaries, but also honoring my, gener- my, my generosity. I'm, I am a compassionate person. I am kind. And I don't like to be stifled and limited because that actually makes me mm. feel like I'm suffocating if I can't give. But then it's mm. also being in a world where if you give too much, you can feel depleted or you, see, you start to see people in a different light around you, even ones that you love, because a lot of people will just take what you give them. Um, and so for me, mm. that's been one way of loving myself enough to say no, or only this much or only on my terms, um, will I, you know, give, you know what I mean? Because if not, it's, yeah. yeah, so that's the biggest, I think, thing for me that I have been learning throughout my life and that I continue to be challenged by. Um, but as far as like, if you just ask me anyway, if you just ask me, how much do you love yourself? I don't know that I could love myself more. I'm sure I can because we're always mm. expanding, but I do love myself to the utmost. What about, I what love about that. you? Um, I guess for me, I guess when I started really taking it seriously was maybe seven years ago, six, seven years ago, um, after a really bad yeah. breakup and a really bad relationship. And realizing I had allowed myself um, and it was, and, and okay. So I don't want to like get us way off topic in terms of talking about self-love, but this kind of ties into it. And I also want to like, just kind of put out a disclaimer. Um, So I was in a really bad abusive relationship. I've talked about that several times on this podcast. I haven't talked about it in the extent of like what it was, but maybe at some point I will, I don't know. Um, But realistically speaking, it was not good. And I will say this, as as hard and as easy as it is for people to say, well, why didn't you just leave? And why, how did you allow yourself to get here? And I, trust me, when I say I had all those same questions for myself. Um, But when you've been through it, you understand how easy it is for, for somebody to desensitize you to that behavior because when you are a nice person, when you are such a giving, loving soul who gives people the benefit of the doubt, um, you don't want to think the worst in people. And you don't want to think that they have bad or ulterior motives or things like that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that that person is bad in the totality of who they are. You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely just think that 
a lot of that came from her upbringing and her family of origin and what she experienced. Um, and I hope and pray that she's over the last six, seven years gotten some help and healed. You know what I mean? Like, or even healing on her healing journey through that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't, I don't wish anybody any right. bad will, but it took for me to go through that and to feel so broken and to feel so down for me to take things seriously for me. Like, and I'm not saying that you have to go through that. Cause I've seen actually little like, cause you know, y'all know I love my quotes, <laughs> but I, I saw something even the other day that was like, I think it takes for people to go through something horrible in order to like, you know, overcome this and be amazing or whatever. And I'm like, I really don't think it takes all of that. I think if we start to teach a generation that they are amazing and capable and wonderful and to love themselves, that they won't choose to have experiences that take them through the mud in order for them to know how amazing they are, you know? And so like, especially with women and young girls, I think it's really important that we teach young girls to love, love themselves for the totality of themselves. Love the weird, right, love yeah. <laughs> the, the smart, love the awkwardness, love your, your one weird leg or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Your one ear that sticks out or, you know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, is like the beautiful thing about all of us human beings is that we are all different. None of us are the same at all whatsoever. We're all completely different. And that's what gives us all diversity. And diversity is one of the most beautiful things on this planet. And we're not perfect by any means. As aesthetically, like I'm a model, right? And people are like, oh, sometimes they're like, oh, you're so beautiful. I'm like, I am. Thank you so much. I can say that because I feel like I love myself, but I even know I'm not proportionate. <laughs> You know, like if you look at my face, if you literally drew a, a straight line down my face and you looked at each side of my face, it's completely different. Each side. And a lot of people are like that. Like, you know, there's that whole thing called the golden ratio or whatever. But I actually think that that's what's beautiful about me is the fact that I have two different sides of my face. I actually do have an awkward leg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and there's things about me, too, that are just odd like I'm such a weirdo you know like and I love that I'm so weird I'm weird I'm goofy I'm quirky and most people look at me when they first meet me or like they'll look at my pictures and think I'm one way but then when they meet me they're like holy shit you are not what I thought right. at all <laughs> you know and so again to just bring it back to your question so I went off way way on a tangent but I think it took for me to go through all that for me to like start taking it seriously that I needed to love myself because I think in our society, we're fed, we're fed to try to fit right. in. We're fed that we need to conform. We're fed that we need to go along to get along. And I don't think that that's true. I think that, like I said, diversity is what makes us beautiful. Diversity in terms of the way we look, diversity in how we act. You know what I mean? Like what makes you you is what's beautiful <laughs> and special. And I think that everybody should be that, you know, don't allow society to make you feel like 
you need to be sexy if you don't feel like you're a sexy person. If you feel like your sexy is more modest, then bitch, you better fucking okay. be modest. Don't don't sit up here and let that red light challenge or whatever the fuck make you take your clothes off if you don't feel like that's you. You know what I'm saying? Or if you aren't, if you're, I don't, I don't know, if you're super smart and people tell you that you shouldn't be, girls shouldn't be that smart. You're too smart for your own good. You know what? Just let those people talk because one of these days you're going to be president of the motherfucking United States or you're going to be the person who invents a cure for something. You know what I'm saying? Don't allow people's negative notions about who they think you should be. Change you into a person that you're not, you know? Like, I actually love this question. It's like, who were you before anybody had an opinion on who they thought Mm. you should be? Getting back to that person is the most amazing thing in the world. That's like me right now. This Jermaine today of 2021, like I've been really working on like getting back to myself to play and have a good time. Because when I was a kid, I used to just play. I was awkward. I was quirky. I was always having a good time. And I'm literally doing that in every facet of my life. So I love yeah, it. my long-winded version of that question. <laughs> no, it's beautiful though, because I do feel, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, this path of spirituality is really just unlearning all the things that you learn. It's, it's remembering who you always were, right? It's like, like, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time we as humans always need evidence, right? Like we don't believe anything. Mm. And so that's this whole notion of the way that the Western perception of science is like, we act like that is science. Right. Um, but it's, it's literally like, we don't believe anything unless we have physical evidence of it. And so that's how we walk around in our mind. And that's how we get so far away from who we naturally are. Cause we naturally are intuitive. We actually have hunches. We actually mm-hmm. have gut feelings. We actually have um, natural talents that are not seen mm-hmm. all the time, but it's just, we, we come into this world with it. Like when you have kids that can sing when they're like two years old or dance or whatever, like that we have natural abilities right. and we have these natural inclinations. Like I always had this, affinity for Egypt. And my parents never, you know, taught me about Egypt like that. Like, but I just came into the world with it. But it's like, we always need to know why. And once we start to unlearn, because it's like, who set up the society that we need to fit into, right? Like if there were only initially, if there was only Mm. one person on earth at one point or two, who created this quote unquote cloud called society that we need to fit into? And our society isn't the same as, or all our culture isn't the same as, you know, a culture in the Middle East or whatever. So it's like, we're literally trying to fit in these boxes. We don't know who created them and nobody fits in them, right? Because we really are unique beings. And then it takes the rest of our lives to unlearn all of that socialization and all of these supposed to Mm -hmm. be's. And especially for women, I think that we are more blatantly plagued by the struggle of self-love, I feel, you know, we're yeah. not as, we have yeah. so many facets of, you know, the beauty that's placed on us by society, then by men, mm-hmm. um, you're too feminine, you're too masculine, you're too sexy, you're not sexy enough, you're too big, you're too thin, things that we don't right. really, you're too old, 
Yeah. You're too young. Yeah, I was going to say, you're too young. You're too old. You're, you're too old yeah. to wear this. You're too young to wear that. You don't hear any of that, really, mm-hmm. when it comes to men. You know, they can look however no. they want. They can have whatever age, you know, spouse they want. They can, and not saying taking anything mm-hmm. away from them because they have their own thing too, but it's just this whole notion of self-love, I feel like is really big when it comes to femininity and to women on the planet that has been kind of stripped, literally stripped, I think, of us. So I think that's why you see so many yeah. women that are spiritual now, right? That are tarot card readers or oracle card readers or Reiki masters. They're mostly women, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Most of the spiritual healers that you see are women, you know? Yeah, you're right. Um, same thing with, you know, we've talked about the LGBTQ community. A lot of people we know are spiritual, but not religious. Why? Because they've been rejected by yeah. these um, religions or society, societal constraints or these traditions have rejected us. So then we have to go inward like you did when you were in the abusive relationship, but like I've done when I've been in a relationship that completely broke me down as well and um, set me on a more mm-hmm. disciplined spiritual path. Um, it's the same. It's the same thing. If something, you know, break, like they yeah. say, you have to have a breakdown before you have a breakthrough. Um, I don't believe that as well. I think that that is elementary. And I think on a certain level, you might have to, but after you start rewiring yourself and you do start to tap into your intuition and using the unseen and not relying on um, having to have physical evidence of things, I think that you can start to anticipate certain uh, situations. You don't have to put your hand and touch the fire every time. You start to, you can walk in the room, not even in the kitchen and sense that there is heat in the room. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. sense the temperature right. change. Just like when you can walk in a room. I can walk in a room and feel when there's dark, heavy energy. I know you can too. And I will walk Same. right out of that. Oh, yeah. You have to practice that. Right. Gotta go. And that's a form of self-love too, right? Like there's certain situations mm-hmm. that you can literally start to practice uh, using your intuition, synchronicities. You start seeing 11-11, all those codes. Really pay attention to what am I thinking at that time? What am I doing? Start to signal to the universe mm-hmm. I'm ready for more of this that is a different type of evidence that is guiding me, that is confirming for me, um, and, and is providing me with clarity so that you don't put yourself in situations that you might have when you were 18. Because now you can sense, now you can right. anticipate, now you can hear when your guides are talking to you. And maybe you don't even have to get to that point where they have to scream at you. Um, you can already know, okay, this is, a, this is a sign right now. Let me go on and pivot. Go on and pivot. <laughs> it's a form of self-love. Yeah, agreed. 120%. I co-sign all that. Yeah. So good. So, so good. I know for you, one thing is, you know, we, and we talked about a lot of ways, I think that we both show love for ourselves and that we both express uh, self-care and self-love. Is there anything in particular that you've had to amplify or do more of during mm-hmm. this time period, oh, yes. 2020, 2021. Yes. Oh, big time. Um, I, there's like a whole ass list. <laughs> I mean, baths, yes, baths, they were great. You know, taking time out for myself to like, you know, do my nails or whatever, care on my actual self is great. I'm like, but real self-care to me is walking away from mm. things that don't serve me, even yeah. be it people. You know, like choosing myself um, over pleasing mm. other people. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like, say if um, 
going to hang out with people that one I know are, I won't say low vibrational or, or just like their energy brings me down. I'm going to choose to stay home, you know, because it makes no sense for me to go and be around people who bring my energy down. Because to me, that is actually a form of self hate when you're going to be intentionally around, like obviously in certain circumstances, in certain situations, like if those people are at work and that's your job, I get it. You know what I mean? I get that sometimes you have to be the energy amplifier. I I am often that and I am comfortable being that. But I also know when to pull my energy away from certain things so that I can keep my energy high. Or even just to take time out for myself to recharge and not do anything. Giving myself permission to rest. You know, like... I've worked in a career that's very go, 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 you know, as a model, like I'm prior to the pandemic and even in the pandemic, it's like still go, go, go. But like, especially prior to the pandemic, it was like, you know, I'm here, I'm there. I'm like from this job to that job, this plane to this hotel to not being home for like a week or two. And then finally being able to get home and then having a weekend where I have this friend's birthday, that friend's this, this whatever, that I got to go over here and do this for my aunt. I got to go over here and do this for my mom, you know, but also trying to navigate me, (laughs) you know, and like giving myself a moment to just be like, you know what, I'm going to shut everything out right now and just take a moment for myself. I, I will actually say throughout this pandemic, the one beautiful blessing is that I was mm. able to slow down. And I had, I slowed down so much first that it was really uncomfortable for me. And I don't think I've talked about that enough on this podcast. Like in the very beginning of the pandemic, I like started trying to like figure out all these different things to do and keep myself occupied because that felt right. normal. You know what I mean? Like that busyness, that always having something to do felt normal to me. And I I panicked a little bit when things were completely shut down. I was like, oh, shit, well, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, and yes, I was productive and I cleaned my house and I made food and I uh, took classes and worked out and taught myself new skills. But you can only do those things so much, you know? And there, I think the loudest thing for me throughout this last year with the pandemic was learning to rest and not just rest and watch like binge watch a Netflix show, which I love. You know what I'm saying? I've definitely done that. And I'm not saying that that's bad at all whatsoever, but I'm saying even just rest and be still Mm -hmm. and be quiet and allow myself to just hear the noises of the world. Like there have been many mornings or even afternoons where I'm just laying on my couch, not on my phone, not watching TV. And I'm just laying there and I'm just thinking and I'm just still, and I'm listening to the wind and I'm listening to my wind chimes and the birds and (sighs) like even just talking about it right now, like I literally just got a whole visual of it. 
And that it just feels so good. And it feels like at peace for me. And I haven't had that. I honestly would say since I was a kid to be able to do something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's funny because it's like a recharge that we're all getting mm-hmm. if that's the perspective that we're having. And it's funny because we're talking about, yeah. you know, the, the double meanings, or triple meanings in English, the English, English language. And we're talking about charging your water, right? Like when you are sending it positive charges, yeah. just like a battery, positive words, positive frequencies, you're recharging it, <laughs> you know? And that's literally like what we're doing um, right now, what we have the opportunity to do if we can take advantage mm-hmm. of it. And we've talked a lot on the show about, talk about water, man, this is huge. Maybe this is coming through because of the whole Pisces thing. But I noticed that mm. for me, you know, when my mind um, has started to race ever, it feels like panicking, like you're almost, you know, like when you get thrown mm. into a pool or something and then you you start to panic mm. at first and then you start to realize, wait a minute, I can you know, like make myself light enough to where I'm actually going to float. Or once I stop panicking, yeah. wait a minute, I can actually touch the floor. But you know what I mean? But because I was thrown in here and I wasn't expecting it and I was thrown into it, right? Like we all were collectively thrown into all of this. We weren't expecting it. We didn't feel prepared. So we start to, mm. our first response. And then we're like, wait a minute, like, let me shift my perspective. And you literally make yourself mm. lighter, light enough to float, light enough to like the law of buoyancy, right? Like you light enough to be equal to the weight of the water, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's charging. That's and what you're doing by sitting on the couch and just being still and honoring yourself in any type of like self-love. For me, it's doing absolutely nothing sometimes, just like you said, because, mm-hmm. you know, I have the day job, I do real estate, we do podcasts and, you know, whatever other creative endeavors we might do. Like, I like to just yeah. sit in my house, like shut all the doors. I will veg out or... I will, like you said, lay in my bed or just having my cup of coffee and putting my computer down and just doing that, like nothing else. You know what I mean? And I mean, I shut out the world during the pandemic for the part, nine times out of 10 until the weekend comes really, I'm in here solo dolo and I could not be happier. (laughs) I could not, I love it. Girl, same. I I feel like we don't understand how in our society today, how many things pull and tug at our energy on a constant daily basis. And I think being aware of all of those things, like even just scrolling through social media, like that is actually, that's pulling on your energy. And we might not even be aware that that's happening. It could be draining our energy, even if you're just looking at things. And I've noticed it too. And I, I definitely... I'll get on social media now and post something and then I'm off (laughs) because there's times where I see things and I'm just like, ugh, like, oh, this person's, and I'm, and I'm human. I'm y'all, I'm telling you, I'm a human as fuck. So don't even judge me just because I'm spiritual. Don't mean I ain't human. Okay. I already told y'all 12 times that spirit's still (laughs) working on me, but yeah, I be hating on some of y'all that be up in Mexico and shit. Don't you know a bitch wants to go to Mexico too? But I'm like, damn, is it really worth the Rona (laughs) like that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I went a whole ass year with no Rona, not even once, not even a lick of Rona, bitch. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I be hating on some of y'all. So I gotta get off social media so I'm not over here sending y'all bad vibes. I'm like, cool, enjoy your Mexico trip. 
stay safe, stay safe, fam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But let me get off because I'm over here hating. <laughs> a bitch is hating. Okay. No, I, mean, I got I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I, I mean, can't. and and it's funny because it's a balancing act with this <laughs> self care thing, right? It's it's literally balancing. Yeah. Okay. You know how much. So somebody like, you know, us, right? We like to travel. We love to um, be near the Girl, water. I ain't been on a plane in a Same. year. That's right. so weird. I was on a plane at least two, three right. times a week. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's and a lot. They knew me at the airport. Okay. Like I had <laughs> friends. They was like, what's up, Jermaine? <laughs> security. The security. Yo, when you know the TSA and they be like, hey, come here, Jermaine. Like, come over here. You know what I'm saying? When they know you, right. you got it like right. that. That's right. all I'm saying. They don't, I guarantee I walk into the to the airport right now. They don't even know about right. New people, girl. People transfer. People left. Girl, I got a mask on. They right. can't even see can't, my face. Can't get a feel for your personality. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's really like part of the self-care thing, though, is also realizing like I get that people are having to make tough decisions because part of self-care is look is is me staying in the house for some people that it's not the best feeling for them or they may struggle with depression or they are um, more so mm -hmm. extrovert it may be better for them and i get it and i'm not people can be mad at me all you want i get if you need to get on a plane i get it if you i get if that <laughs> is for you your soul needs that or you are going to fall into a depression not everybody Jermaine's hating on you. <laughs> right. Not but everybody it's okay. is built. I love you. Right. But you know, I mean. let's face it, not everybody is built or has maybe even had some sort of trauma with being alone or abandonment issues or all kinds of reasons for right. it's just, you know, the way that this was done and on uh, you know, especially in the United States, and there's so much fear. There's never any good news. Like they don't ever say this many people survived. They don't mm -hmm. ever say, hey we actually realize that it's actually only this age group or this blood type we were like we were talking about before that you're more susceptible let's get these other it's never hey guys guess what Fifty thousand people were infected but the only you know 20 of them died and they all had pre-existing conditions mm. that's not what they're telling us they're telling us only that people right. died even if they had some other major issue diabetes cancer whatever right and they're not telling you how many people survived so that tells you that this is not meant right. to be a positive experience. So you are going to have to use your, if, you, if you're the, the type of person that needs evidence, this government, these governments aren't going to give you the evidence. They are giving you confusion. They are giving you fear on purpose. So you are going to have to build your intuition mm. for yourself. Everybody stop judging each other. The, you literally, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't either, but... <laughs> I feel really deeply that this is a very, it's, this is going to sound crazy, but it's a very individual um, process right now. And it is energetic right. and it is a frequency and you have to be aware of which one you're tuning into that is going to uh, possibly lower your immune system or is going to um, increase mm. it. And so I think that, you have to do what's best for you and go. I'm, I used to be one of those people that I'm very forgiving. Doesn't mean I forget, but I'm very forgiving. And the reason is because mm. I always say, well, I go off of people's intention. If I know, if I feel in my heart that that person did not intend to cause harm 
it's more easy for me to forget. Mm. So I think that a lot of this has mm. to do with intent. So if your intent is to walk out and harm people, cough on them and do, and do things and create more fear, then fuck it, <laughs> right? Um, but, if you, but, if, but if you are, okay. look, I need to go outside. I need to be in the sun. I, this is good for my spirit. And that's just as good yeah. as you staying away from people. Maybe you need to do it safely, but mm -hmm. get out in the sun. Do what you and, and look, I'm not a doctor, but do what you need to do yeah. for your mental health is all I'm saying. Yeah, I've been actually doing that too. Like I've been getting out a little bit more and going on hikes and getting back into like being near water and being around people more, even if I got three masks on and I can't breathe that great. But right, I'm still whatever, what, you know whatever, what that's your self-care, you know? Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So we, you ain't going to see me in Mexico though. So, But if you do, then I'm going to have on three right. masks and a face shield and a hazmat suit. By the pool with my little tiki drink. Don't you know judge me. Girl, I'd be like, look, look at that. Self-care. Look at that self-care. Um, you know? Right. But, okay, so we talked about self-love, self-care, and I think we could go on about that forever. And it's important. You want to talk yeah. a little bit about what are some honest and truthful, like, insecurities and fears that we have um, and maybe some that we're still working with and some that, you know, our, our self-care and our spirituality has helped us to overcome. I will actually say one of the biggest fears that I had as a child, um, I, I, I mean, I guess that seems like a child now, but it's funny how when you're younger, you have such plans for your life, right? Um, and a lot of my plans for my life were like, I wanted to be married by a certain age you know, I've, I've never really wanted children. Children hasn't really been like on my agenda. I've definitely become more open to having children Ooh. now um, because I think the more, yeah, the more that I heal certain parts of myself and the reasons why I didn't want to have children prior, um, you know, the, when I when I healed those things. So to be completely honest with y'all, like since you said open, honest conversation, a lot of the reasons why I didn't want to have kids first and foremost were because I didn't want to be my mother. I was raised by a single mother and I didn't get to see my mom a lot because my mom had to work two ish jobs just to make ends meet. And mm. the ends didn't always meet, you know, thank God I had such, I was also raised by a tribe of people. You know what I mean? Like I right. had my aunts, <laughs> you know, like my grandmother died when I was like mm. uh, five and her sisters and her brother and like, they were all alive still. And thank God I had them, you know, because I don't really know where I'd be if I didn't have them. I'm thankful as fuck to have like be, to be raised by such a tribe of people. And although I didn't get to see my mother often, and that was hard and kind of detrimental to me. And I've, I've had to work through a lot of therapy because of that, like not seeing my mom a lot and basically raising myself and being around like different people and not knowing my actual biological father um, and him choosing uh, to not be a part of my life um, was hard. But um, yeah, like I feel like healing that has definitely healing, healing that has definitely made me realize that I could be a great mom, you know, um, sure. I, you know, raise kids and be completely happy and content and show up for them. And 
um, even be able to forgive myself if I'm not able to show up for them because I'm busy and ambitious still and all of those things. But I, I realize now that I can do it and I won't be my mother. I don't have to be my mother. And even how my mother raised me wasn't awful. She did the best she could with what she had. You know, and I'm thankful that she did what she did because it could have been a lot worse, yeah. you know. Um, but I'll say this, like, obviously, I was to, to bring it back was when I was younger, I didn't want to be my mother and, and being a single mom. But I also just didn't want to be single either. You know, um, what, that was kind of like a really big fear of mine. I was like, <laughs> in my, you know, I want to be married. I want to have a partner. I want to blah, 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 whatever you name it. I had it. And it's interesting. I, I knew, I feel, I feel like I remember saying like, you know, I don't want to be alone. I don't want, I definitely don't want to be alone. Like that was like a constant, like recording that would go over and over in my head. And even I would say it out loud. And here I am in my later thirties, I'm still single. I don't have a partner. I'm not in a relationship. I'm not even in a serious relationship. I'm not even dating. Obviously we're going to be doing this dating experiment, but even with that, I could care less what happens with that. It's interesting that I feel like I've been able to overcome such a huge fear of mine, which was being alone. Um, because I love being alone. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I would even say this pandemic has really solidified that for me in terms of being alone is that I've been forced to be alone. I've been forced because now I live alone. You know, I've lived alone for like the last, ooh, gosh, when did I move out? It's been like seven years, seven, eight years um, that I've lived alone. And I love it. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It really is. And I love not just living alone, but being alone and having my 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 alone time um and honestly me being single and not having a partner and being super single right now at this point in my life it feels really good yeah. <laughs> you know i i've been working on right now like recently like preparing myself to introduce someone else into my life because yes it is still a desire of mine but I don't feel like something's missing from my life. Like, I feel like growing up as a kid, I was always afraid that if I was alone, that something would be missing. And even like in my younger years, I used, I realized, I, I realized even in me doing certain things that I was preparing myself to overcome that fear was like, there was a certain point in my twenties where I couldn't find somebody to go to the movies with me. And I was so pissed off. I kept asking around. And then also, too, like, I've worked very unconventional jobs. So my schedule varies and is different than most people. So I may be off on a random Wednesday. And everybody else isn't off. Everybody else is working their 9-to-5 job or they have to be at work or whatever or can't take off. And here I am with a free day on a random Wednesday and what I'm, and I want to like go to the movies or I want to go to a museum and nobody else is off. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go, right. <laughs> you know? And I started doing things like that. Like just like small things like going to the movies or going to the museum, a museum by myself or going to dinner by myself. And then that turned into taking trips by myself. 
you know? Um, and I think the more that you do stuff like that, the more you realize that you love your own yes. company. And then I lived, I lived alone. And I, I think when you can get to a place where you love your own company, <laughs> you love yourself and you enjoy spending time with yourself, I mean, that's a fucking superpower all on its own. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I will say, like, hard, God honest truth, that was something that plagued me so much in my youth. And now, in my older years, it's probably one of my greatest joys. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Jess? First of all, I want to say, too, that just to go back to the whole um, image that I get of when we panic, right? Like that fear, yeah. um, you start to panic. And then when you actually experience it, it's, it's, you settle into it and you're like, wait a minute, I'm actually fine. And I might actually like this, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yeah. and I had a fear of living alone, not with a spouse necessarily, but I had had like roommates and one of my apartments got broken into when I was uh, sharing an apartment with my brother. And we were like on the first floor and, you know, no one was ever caught, of course. And I was by myself a lot. And so the last thing I ever thought was I'm going to live alone. I was always like, nah, one of my friends, we're going to we'll room together. We'll continue to be roommates. <laughs> and so when I got my yeah. like, first apartment alone, I was like, you know, I, I, the same thing. I just grew to absolutely love it. And I'd always, always been kind of the third wheel single person of, of every group for a long time. Like, you know, I'm, I think people really relate to me as the single one usually. <laughs> um, mm. But I didn't think I would be, you know, I was scared of that. But that wasn't one of my biggest fears because that I never imagined my house, you know, would get broken into. I think one of my biggest fears, and this is far different, was of drowning. Like I used to have a fear, and I still have somewhat of a fear of open water um, and me not being able to touch the floor, right? So like an ocean or something mm. like that, or really deep. And it's cause I almost drowned a couple of times in, in my life. Um, and I had a lot of nightmares about drowning. And a few years ago, and I may have said this on the show, um, I was in Mexico, sorry, womp womp. Um, it was, <laughs> well, right, that was, it was different. a few years ago. Few years ago. I yeah, was in Mexico know, a few years ago too, girl. Um, so I was there, I was actually <laughs> performing my friend's wedding and I went with a friend who I wasn't even that close to. She was a mutual friend of the wedding party and we roomed together in Mexico. And so we spent the whole time together. I mean, we climbed pyramids and we, you know, just went to Cozumel and all of this stuff. And I expressed I my it. fear of water, right? And she was, I mean, we pumped each other up and we were like, well, we are about to, <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, not snorkel, scuba dive. No, snorkel, snorkel. We were like, okay, snorkel. we're gonna snorkel. You can actually you can. scuba dive you in can. Mexico too. Yeah, yeah. I did, it was great. So I was like, listen, let me tell you something. I was like, I cannot guarantee you I paid for it. We paid for this little trip over here. It was a little boat. But I cannot guarantee you that I'm actually jumping in the water. When I tell you that it couldn't have been more scary, the, the boat that we got, so we pull up to this dock, if you want to call it a dock, in Cozumel, 
Okay. <laughs> and when I tell you they gave us the most raggedy, rinky dink boat you have ever seen. I'm looking and at first I was like, ooh, look at these. Girl, so I just it was visual. we were like, oh, 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 ooh. Okay. I mean, we got the most raggedy boat, tiny, just passing by all the good ones. But we already paid for this ticket, girl. We couldn't choose which boat we got. So we get in this guy's boat. Let me tell you that he spoke only Spanish. And he, on his hat, he had 666. No joke. When I tell you, the universe was like, okay, we about to fuck with you. You want to face this fear? We're going to make this real hard, right? So I'm sitting there, girl. I'm whispering. I'm like, girl, do you see his hat? It's, and then we kept going. This boat, when I tell you, it took us to the farthest part of Cozumel possible you're like we're about I, to literally, die. i was we're like look, it's about you know eight other people on this little rinky dink boat um the water is very deep and uh i can't really swim anywhere anymore because i almost drowned so i haven't swam since i was like in junior high and he has a 666 on his head and he purposely was like hey, i'm not going to speak um english because i want you to like you know i want you to learn i was like okay so i couldn't understand his instructions He's like, put this in your mouth. She's trying to translate over him speaking. While he's speaking, she's trying to catch it. So I'm going to tell you that I didn't fully know how the apparatus worked. Okay? Okay. <sighs> so I'm, I'm, I'm shitting bricks. And <laughs> she's hoping, deep down, she tells me later, she's hoping that I actually don't do it because she's scared too. All of a sudden, <laughs> I just jumped in the water. I mean, it was like, I think 20, 20 feet at that point. It was 40 at another. And I just jumped in, just rolled off. <laughs> Girl, it was the craziest looking. She fell off the boat because she didn't know that I was going to jump. It hurt her arm on the side of the boat. It was a mess. But once we finally got out there, we were holding on to that little orange thing because, you know, I only let go for like two seconds, but it was like a whole kingdom underneath the ocean. I think I said that before, but it was yeah. just remarkable. And so yeah. I'm telling you, when you do face some of those fears, it may be so uncomfortable. It may be. It's taking that first step. That's usually the scariest right. part. But then once you, you realize you're doing it and you're okay, <laughs> you're like, damn. I mean, wait, I missed that right. That's exactly, I was like, I yeah. can't believe that there's literally a kingdom of life. And this guy knew every, you know, he grew up there and he ended, I ended up bonding with the 666 guy. Um, I'm telling you, like he was throwing me beers in the water at one point. I, I ended up forgetting my purse on the boat. When I tell you that he waited, got my purse, waited in a little city area where we said we were going to be waited for me to Aww. get i had to call the boat company and he was standing there he had to go home to his family and everything he waited and everything was in my wallet and this is this i'm telling you that. this guy with the 666 hat <laughs> yeah. girl that's a true story i fucking i'm just gonna say this and there's gonna be people who don't agree with me and it's okay but I love Mexico Me so much. Those Me people too. there are just so sweet, so kind-natured, just genuinely yes. lovable people. Like, 
especially if you go like not even in the touristy areas and you have like a local take you like out dude i just i just love mexico i could totally live in mexico and just Me be too. so happy maybe later right. future goals. my grandma was there for like 20 years where well, she was in rosarita beach yeah, really? A long time. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's yeah. amazing. She was she was out there doing it. I shout love out to it. Grandma Nadine. She passed away a while ago too. But shout out, yeah. Grandma. Oh, Grandma Nadine. Nadine. I'm trying to be like Grandma Ooh. Nadine. Grandma Nadine. Was gorgeous. She was like your height too. Gorgeous. Oh, mm-hmm. gorgeous. girl. Catch Hell me it. in Mexico. First of all, I want to be one of those kind of old ladies that's like. What the fuck is she doing now? I want people to be like shocked every day. They're like, the hell? What is grandma? <laughs> yep. Shocking off. What the hell is grandma doing? What? Grandma okay. is drinking. Pop grandma it. is jumping mm-hmm. off this boat. Grandma is twerking it at the. Grandma's Girl, at the strip club. Y'all watch out. Y'all, I'm saying. Get on Dallas. Just, I'm going to enjoy myself Me to the day I die. That's Indeed. all I'm saying. Indeed. <laughs> So I wanted to kind of, you know, wrap this up with something that you posted and I think is super important um, Mm. and probably one of the the biggest indicators of self-care, okay, Mm. that keeps you youthful. What I post? What? Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, what did I say? Yeah, you were talking about (laughs) happiness, how happiness... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You say it. You say it, and then I'll... Basically, (laughs) you said something like, happiness keeps you youthful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I said the fountain of youth is what keeps you looking young. I don't know what the hell I said. I know. Happiness, okay. What Jessica said. Oh, happiness. (laughs) See, I don't even know what the hell I said. It's funny. Like, I'll say things sometimes or type things out or, like, right and i have no recollection like i'll be in a flow in like this frequency or whatever and then i have no recollection the other day i literally read this whole post that i wrote from like 2009 or something on facebook and because i don't ever go on facebook anymore y'all like to be honest but i randomly went on there the other day because i was looking for a specific picture that i wanted to post and girl I read, I read something that I said, and I don't, I'd have to go dig through my phone to, to find out what it is. But like, I was like, damn, she was wise. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, okay. So Jessica was saying that like, you know, the key to happy, the key to like looking young, the key, the fountain of youth in life, um, honestly is being genuinely happy. I think that's what I said. Um, and it's so true. Like y'all, I'm gonna be 37 years old. In my working life, I don't really talk about my age so much because, unfortunately, I work in an industry that's very ageist. It's very, it's very ageist, sexist. It's a whole lot of things. But, you know, the thing is, is that most people look at me and they don't know what, how old I am. They assume that I'm in my 20s. They assume that I'm, like, in my maybe, like, mid-20s, yeah. you know? And I'm, like, a whole decade-ish over that. <laughs> and so it's amazing. Um I've even had people like, they're like, what is your secret? We don't get it. Like, I don't understand. I'm like, one, drink water, lots and lots of water. Stay hydrated, not just internally, but externally. Put moisturize your skin. Um, Be happy, (laughs) you know, like genuinely happy. Get to a place in your life where you can be genuinely happy. Stay in your lane. 
You know what I mean? Keep blinders on. Don't worry about other people. Mind your fucking business. Let ratchet bitches be <laughs> ratchet bitches. I mean, no offense to the ratchet bitches. Just let them, just let them be. You know what I mean? Let, let people be however they want to be. Don't, don't concern yourself with how other people are doing. That also has to do with keeping blinders on. And then just be happy. Just live your yeah. life for you. Yeah. You know? Ultimate self-care. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> I love it. This episode it was really so fun. Was. Yeah. I loved it. That story, <laughs> I think your story was like the best <laughs> laugh I needed this whole week. <laughs> well, many more to come for sure. We hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it as much as we did. And we love having these conversations with you guys. And we'll continue to do them. Absolutely. And like we say, every single episode, if you aren't following us on the gram, <laughs> you can find us at Ascended Queens. I am at Jermaine Nichols. Jessica is at the Jessica Spencer. And we thank y'all again just so much for being here each week. We have a YouTube. If y'all want to subscribe to that, like, share, comment, everything definitely share everything we appreciate y'all sharing it we appreciate all y'all out in the world who are listening to us it literally means the world to us um help us grow we we definitely want to you know grow ascended queen so that we can just keep touching people and uplifting people and you know doing yes. the spirit work because <laughs> this to me like i'm i'm a healer in this sense you know like i don't physically heal anybody like i'm not a I, I do know Reiki, but I choose not to practice on others. Um, and Jessica, you know, she's also a healer in her own right, too. But this is us putting our energetic healing yes. out into the world. And so we want to amplify this and see it grow. Um, and we appreciate y'all being a part of it as well. So we thank you so much for being here. And I guess yes. we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.